Welcome to Kick-Ass Radio, hosted by Joe Sainsbury, founder of Kick-Ass Women. Join Joe over the next hour as she shares stories and conversations that are both inspiring and empowering. Having spent over 30 years in the corporate sector, Joe Sainsbury kicked off her heels and became a coal train driver working in the rail and mining industry. It has been her goal ever since to empower and support women who are considering a career change into an industry role, making the transition as smooth as possible. Joe is a walking, talking success story of how taking the plunge into industry can open up a world of opportunity. And you can do it too. If you're a woman working in industry or considering a career change, this is the radio station for you. Let's get into this episode of Kick-Ass Radio. Hey there, Glow Getters. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Radio Show. Am I excited for today's show? You bet you're kick-ass I am. Being a woman in the workplace is tough stuff, but being a woman in mortgage broking can be particularly tougher. That's why there are significantly fewer female mortgage brokers than there are males. Only a low percentage of mortgage brokers are female, but it's not all doom and gloom for women in the sector. Times are changing and being a successful broker is more available to women than ever now. The mortgage brokerage game has traditionally been known as a male-dominated industry, but it's one that has been changing rapidly with the number of female entrants on the rise. So as we said, times are changing, but assumptions still exist. Society is slowly coming around to the fact that women aren't just designed to be you know, homemakers and housewives. Females can do anything males can do and parental responsibilities shouldn't have to get in the way of a woman's career. But that line of thinking may not necessarily be shared by all just yet. There's still an understanding among many that uh, women should be primary caregivers, but this is simply not the case anymore, like we said. More often than not, women are held back in their careers by employers failing to develop an inclusive and an open environment in which for them to thrive and succeed. That being said, mortgage broking is one of the um, better areas of the financial service industries um, for women to be in because there's no gender pay gap due to most brokers operating on a commission basis. But there are still common assumptions and biases that need to be overcome So when women feel free to access the same opportunities as their male counterparts, it's been noted that women are actually ideal for the role of mortgage broking. Why? Because you have to hear more than words when a client tells you their story. You need to be able to encourage a client to be honest and to to trust you to guide them. Mortgage broking, broking is a nurturing role and one that can require a soft touch just as much as it can require a strong touch. Women can display both qualities but are much better known to connect with clients, uh, their emotions, than what men are. And your luck is in today. As on the show, we have just one woman that displays all of those Wonder Woman key attributes. Our special guest today is award-winning mortgage broker, and lending specialist, Nikki Burson of Cherry Lending and Finance. Now, Nikki's based in Melbourne in Victoria. Now, whilst a background in firefighting and finance may not make sense on paper, we're going to talk about that later, Nikki Burson's superpowers are normalising non-traditional roles for women, breaking down barriers and ultimately 
not letting fear hold her back. Today, Nikki is the owner and founder of Cherry Lending and Finance. And as a fully qualified mortgage broker, she specializes in helping first home buyers to break into the real estate market while also supporting the emergency services community by tailoring finance options that best fit their unique working backgrounds. Now, in a male-dominated industry driven by the hustle, Nikki has opted to take a different approach with only 10% of mortgage brokers being women, and there's that statistic there. Nikki prefers nurturing over pushing, and this unique customer service experience has proved to be a breath of fresh air when compared to how her competitors do business and takes enormous pride in breaking down the barriers when it comes to perceptions of the finance industry. While never being one to shy away from a challenge, Nikki has forged a career out of dispelling misconceptions about the things that women can and cannot do. Although she's long been in um, control of her own finances and already has several investment uh, properties under her belt, ultimately, Nikki is passionate about helping other people, particularly women, to do the same. So with a love for all things finance, Nikki's vision is to educate and empower people to achieve their goals. And that's a great vision to have. Nikki is a fully qualified mortgage broker, like we said, with a background in banking and finance, business development and project management. Nikki was also previously a bank uh, manager, so she has that in-depth understanding and first-hand knowledge of the process and access to over 30 lenders in her area. So get yourself comfortable and buckle up for today. It's the rise of the financially empowered female property investor. You are listening to the Kick-Ass Radio Show, Kickstart, where we talk about all things women working in non-traditional roles in varied male-dominated industries, and we tell you how it is. I'm your show host, Joe Sainsbury, the glow-getter, and I hope we can keep you in good company today over the coming hour. And a huge shout out to all the women working out on site and on shift today. Take care, stay safe and have a great shift. And this might also be a trigger warning or it could be, and it is a trigger warning that today's show may contain and does contain some adult language. So let's get into it. Hello, Nikki. Hello, Joe. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on to the show. That was quite the introduction. I really enjoyed that. (laughs) It was a little bit long-winded. Sorry about that. No, that was great. We need need to um, need for the listeners to know all about you. So, um, thank you for sharing some of your valuable time with us today. I know you're super busy, but I also know we're going to absolutely thoroughly enjoy your company and conversation today. So, um, to kick things off, tell us a little about your own journey and your story, and how you came to pursue a career as a mortgage broker, and particularly. Where'd the firefighting come into it? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so my journey, I, I finished year 12. Um, I never went to university. It was never on my radar. Um, every now and again, I think, oh, I wish I had have gone to uni. But in actual fact, all of the jobs that I've had over the years have set me up for success now um, running my own business. So I did the usual. I worked in pubs when I was younger. Um, I then went on to be a business development manager at a toy company, um, a branch manager at ANZ and then went into project management. And more recently, as you touched on, a firefighter with the CFA down in, down in Victoria. Um, it, 
That was a, an amazing challenge. Um, I really worked hard to get into the CFA. Unfortunately, it didn't really work out for me in the way that I thought it was going to, um, but I did have bigger plans on my radar to start my own business, and here I am today. Excellent. And so that is a challenge. I just, we, um, we touched on that a little bit earlier um, before the show everyone's capable of, of doing whatever they put their mind to. As we said, it's a mindset. So for you to go through that firefighting um, process and um, to pass and to find it wasn't for you, kudos to you because, yes, you gave it a go. And um, it's, you know, not everything is for everyone. And that's how we learn and that's how we find out what our little niches are and what we do like to do by yeah. having yeah. to go. So that's that's an excellent, um, excellent um notch in your belt it, it is it is it is and I'm very proud of myself for doing it um it's a very hard process but um you know if I, I never look at things as impossible I just think well you know that's what I want to do so how do I get there and then I work back from that so and that is exactly what I did to pass all the tests to become a firefighter I had to get extremely fit extremely strong and I had to also study to work out how to pass the exams so mm-hmm. And there is a lot involved in it. Like, um, as you said, like fitness is a, is a number one thing, but then, you know, the actual theory of everything behind accelerants and how to, how to contain them and um, human life. um, Yeah. So many facets of it. Very, very hardcore. So no, it would have been, it would have been um, very challenging and um, no doubt very stressful for you as well at the time. Yeah, but yeah, it's um, it was an amazing experience, and and I use that now um, with the emergency services part of my business. My husband's also a police officer, so yeah. the combination of those two um, employment experiences have allowed me to focus on a particular industry for my business. And that's right, and you have a box seat there from having that experience, so you can absolutely um, understand where these where these emergency services uh, are coming from in their in their uh, careers in their and their financial um, independence in their own um, in their own industry there. So yeah. where you put expertise there. So what challenges did you face when starting out or along the way in particular? Was there any yeah. um, any pushback for being female? No, interesting that you say that. And actually, I just wanted to, I think earlier on, you said that the good news is you said there was about 10% of women in mm. mortgage broking. I think that's more around the 25%, 20. which is fantastic. Um, and that, but, you know, that's interesting. Yeah, because sorry, um, I just I, I come across three figures and then I, I, yeah. I come across 10, 25 and 27. But then I come across 10, a couple more. So I wasn't yeah, I wasn't really sure that, on that. But that's completely fine. Yeah, yeah. Completely fine. And I think the important, the reason I actually wanted to point that out was that it is, you know, there are a lot of females around in this industry, but it is still very male dominated. Um, So probably the biggest challenge that I knew of going in, and you can only imagine, you know, mortgage broking is a very competitive industry. um, And it's also a very noisy industry. You think about who I'm up against. So I've got to compete with the big four banks. Um, and their huge marketing budgets. Um, But but that never really worried me because I knew that there was also um, gaps in the market, I suppose, for for mortgage brokers, Um, dealing with lenders at branches or other mortgage brokers myself. You know, quite often you would be told, no, you can't get a loan. And then, but that was all you were told. 
nobody then would go on to explain oh, how you could true. get it alone. Correct. So I knew there was an educational piece missing and you touched on this earlier. I think female, being a female broker, we have that real nurture side. I mean, all too often in my text messages to my clients, more particularly female, there's kisses at the end. You know, these are people that I've never met before, but it's that whole, that relationship building. Personable. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So the challenges were there, um, but that's why I was also very strategic in the what, what I was thinking of with regards to my name of my business. So Cherry Lending and Finance, there was two reasons I went with this name. Um, one, Cherry, I wanted just the one word for people to kind of remember. Um, and secondly, it was the branding and logo. And I can have a lot of fun with my branding and logo. I can use the little emo emoji all the time. Um, oh, and more often than, yeah, and more often than not, I get called Cherry and I'm like, I don't care what you call me. That's exactly <laughs> why I came up with that business name. So it works. Great, great marketing leverage there and great, uh, great concept behind the um, business name. And yeah. with um, with being um, like I, like I said that before, and, and like you said, it's very competitive. But um, is that right? Where I touched on for wage the you know the the low wage gap there because it is commission based industry, isn't it? And it's very hard when you first start out. You know, creating that trust with your clients and referrals. It's something yeah. that takes time and doesn't happen overnight. So to build that you know that income stream. Yeah, absolutely. So this industry, that this is probably one of the other reasons, not that everything is driven by money, but obviously you've got to support mm. yourself. Um, right. And when you're when you're going to go and have your own business or start your own business, you want to, if you're going to put yourself out there and leave the security of a PAYG role, well, then you probably want to find something that's going to pay you a lot of money if you can. Now, mortgage broking can be very lucrative. Um but you're right, in probably the first 12 to 18 months, it does take a little while to build up a client base and to get those commission payments coming in. Um, and then there's also a trail payment that we get, which is it's a small percentage of the loan amount of those clients that are still on our books. But you've mm -hmm. got to you've got to maintain those relationships with those clients to, you know, that's part of why you get a trail. Um, but I've been doing this for just under five years now, and my income is significantly higher than I would have got in any other role that I started to do or I have done in the past, and it's only going to continue to grow. There is a caveat there, though. I have worked extremely hard to get where I am. I've been working seven days a week probably for the last five years. So it's it's getting a little bit easier now in that I've got a full-time staff member. I plan to put more people on and grow my business. But this is a very if, if you wanna if you wanna be in this business and start a business, you probably have to expect to work long hours in the beginning. But then if you want to work for someone in the mortgage broking industry, I would imagine it's a lot more flexible and it's a little bit different to to come on in. And that, and that comes down to in individual choice, whether, you know, and everyone's got to start somewhere. So starting right. working for someone, that's where you learn, that's where you grab, uh, gain the experience and the knowledge of the industry there. But then Absolutely. Yeah, whether or not you progress through an organisation or a bank um, development program or whether you, you step out on your own. So what's your take on the, like, particularly now in today's society, our digital and technical society, your, what's your take on the bank service consistency in these current times and regards to your workflow? 
because everything's, you know, online. So how does your workflow um, travel now compared to like five years ago, paperwork wise and um, filling out um, hard copies? Rather than, yeah. you know, you've got electronic signatures nowadays. and Correct. It's getting much, much easier to, you know, we can we can request documentation and it can come through electronically. Um, we don't have to fax things off to the lenders for the application. Um, you can do, uh, and COVID certainly changed things again. Um, you can do some of your client meetings, meetings and verification of ID either on your Zooms or on apps. So, Definitely, it is becoming easier from that point of view. Um, but borrowing money isn't a simple process. We need a lot of information, as you can imagine, from clients. But the more you can streamline your processes, the easier it can be for your clients. And, and also, as a mortgage broker, we're doing the heavy, all the heavy lifting, really, for the clients. They just have to give us the information. And coming back to that, where you're talking about offering... Um personal service I think in today's community and society everyone's looking for that because everyone still wants that human connection and we all know firsthand we don't get that in banks anymore like it's all Mm. automated you know it's all glass panels you walk into a bank now and you're flat out even seeing a human behind a counter it's just the glass panels and you know signs go to this um, booth here or go to that booth there so I think um, there'll always be that demand to have that human connection and so you'll probably um, find a lot more customers and clients come to someone like yourself Cherry Lending for that personal um, service by all means yeah yeah well branches are closing down everywhere you know it's just not I was talking to someone yesterday at NAB and you know that we were talking that they're going to continue to probably close down because the demand's not there for them anymore Um, the other good thing with a mortgage broker is a good mortgage broker I have to just point out too is though you know we've got access to in excess of 30 lenders and if you're good at what you do um, and keep up with policy changes and things like that with lenders, it, it could be the difference if you find a good mortgage broker of you getting a loan to buy that investment property or your first home, opposed to not getting it at all and being told you can't borrow those funds. Because, you know, there are different lenders for different people and different income streams. And that's the, that could be the difference of you getting something or not. And that's leading into my next question because I was going to ask you what makes a good mortgage broker then? Yeah, well, I'll I'll flip around what I, how I was going to answer this. And a, a really good mortgage broker will keep up with lender policies. They'll educate themselves. They'll go and visit BDMs, business development managers, and they'll understand what's ha- happening in that particular lender space. Um, More often than not, I might have a difficult client in that I'm trying to figure out how I can get the funds for them. I'll go to one of these meetings and I get the right information from that particular lender. I go back and I can write that loan, whereas they might have been told no from somebody else. So absolutely, a good mortgage broker will continue to educate themselves throughout the process. Um, Communication is huge for me. I can't stand it when people don't let me know what's going on so my clients are always always know what's going on even if it's no news or it's bad news they will understand what's going on when and they need to um and education now for my clients um you know they 
borrowing money and borrowing money, the amount of money that people do is really overwhelming. Um, so I really educate my clients along the whole process. And by the time they come to sign their loan documents, they're completely comfortable and understand why they are signing that particular lender's documents. They're in that particular interest rate and they've got those amount of funds. Yep. And it can, as you said, it's, it's a very overwhelming process and, um, the demographic between, you know, say the states that we live in, Queensland to Victoria, the um, average home loan um, is quite vastly different, um, and that's, Correct. you know, of course due to the to the property market. But for a young couple, yes, um, very overwhelming when you take out your first home loan. It's very daunting, and it's you know you have to you have to have full disclosure, full understanding of what you're entering into and what it does entail and it and it entails hard work and commitment yeah absolutely all righty and um so we started talking about cherry lending and finance so introduce us to it and um what kind of services and products do you offer to your clients yeah so cherry lending and finance predominantly focuses on residential mortgages um and i look after but I'm not, not, but I can look after other people. But my main focus is first home buyers and the emergency service workers sector. Um, first home buyers are a lot of fun. Um, and, and, you know, they're probably the most rewarding of my clients because, especially in this day and age, they think that it's actually not possible for them to purchase their own home. Um, so, but, you know, there's so many good incentives out there. There are a lot of misconceptions out there. So it's about that educational piece with them holding their hand and guiding them through what is possible. And before, I don't know how many times I've said this to my first home buyers, I would bet you you're closer to buying your first home than you think you are. And then I reckon within three months they're out there shopping because we've got them a pre-approval and they're they're ready to go. So that, that really is um, what's important in that space. Um I'm just lost my train of thought, but I'm coming back right. to it. Um, <laughs> so mortgage broking um, for me, it's been on the radar for me for quite some time. I think it's sort of twofold when I was working at ANZ. Um, and then secondly, uh, you know, my husband and I have bought and sold a lot of properties over the years and I've always had an interest in the process. And I always would ask questions around the mortgages that I was taking on. So I sort of educated myself along the way and I knew I've, I've, I was also told over the years that I would make a very good mortgage broker. So I think that seed was always just planted. planted. And yeah, that's right. So, um, and then unfortunately, my father passed away a few years ago and I was at a crossroads and I thought life's just too short. So, yes. and that's how cherry lending and finance sort of came about. And you are, and you're very passionate. And that would obviously, that, that comes out in your business because you've got an award-winning business and uh, congratulations for that. You've, you've um, been a recipient of many um, awards. So that's great acknowledgement and great achievement to your passion and your commitment to your, to your business and to the work you do. And as you said, you never, never want to shy away from a challenge. So um, have you had a really challenging client that you've actually got over the line that, you know, it was a hard slog to get them over that line? Yeah, that I've actually... <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, more often than not, your clients are 
more complicated than they think they're going to be. They'll come in and say, yes, I earn this much income. No, I don't have many liabilities and whatever it might be. And then as you start to dig deeper, it's not what it seems. So mm -hmm. it can be a lot more complicated. But um, I have had a couple of really difficult clients. And as I said earlier, if it wasn't for the me sort of understanding different lender policies, picking up the phone, really working with business development managers to understand if, if I can just do this and if I can move it that way, can I get it through? Uh, and that's and that's pretty much how I run my business. I don't take things at face value. I will exhaust every avenue until I get maybe an absolute no, but that's that's rare. That would be someone who's just not ready to borrow funds. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, so, it, you know, those difficult ones do come across my desk a lot. Um, but, you know, for me, that is a fantastic challenge. And if I can prove them wrong and say, no, actually, I can get you though, that fund, those funds to buy your home or to upgrade or whatever it might be, then that's the best possible outcome that I can get them. And that's reward for you then, isn't it? Like when you've got Absolutely. them over the line and they've, they've, you know, they've purchased their first home or they've been able to upgrade uh, into the next, to the next level home. What a great, um, great accomplishment for you and knowing that you, you are successful and you're doing, you're doing a great job. Yeah, thank you. Um, and actually, I was just going to um, come back to that. In regards to um, compliance um, with the industry, like you were saying before, it's, it's um, very pertinent and um, imperative to, to stay up on industry compliance and um, and policy. So how do you actually go about that? Do you um, partake in professional development or is that is that actually automatically sent to you? Hey, there's um, a standard that's been updated or a policy uh, guideline that's been updated? Yeah, a bit of both. Um, <laughs> compliance is, um, it's probably, it's it's the worst part of the business, I suppose. But in saying that, it is, it, it is what it is. It's part of what we do. And it's important to have compliance, especially when you are dealing with people's finances yeah. and giving them huge amounts of money. Um, so we have to be part of an aggregator. I'm part of someone called Connective. They are fantastic. Um, they are constantly, I actually just, I did a compliance uh, webinar with them the other day. Um, yeah. So, you know, they do give you all the right tools. They give, they provide you the updates when it's needed. You must follow those. You can't just ignore them. So yeah. you, as long as you're, you stay on top of things and don't let it slide by, then it's no problem. Our software that we use is really good. It gives you all the, you know, you've got all the tasks in there. It's got all the documentation. And yes, though, there are annual events that we can go to. There are, you know, there's events all the time and there's training all the time. So this is part of being a mortgage broker. It's not just sitting at your desk all day writing loans for people. There's another part of it, and that's that educational piece and staying on top. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just part of part of the business, but it's all fun. It's it, if you do it right, then it can it can work really well for you. And that's right. And as we were saying, it's a it's a great industry to learn about because we we you know we all become complacent there. We just take it for granted. We'll, oh, we'll we'll ring up and find out if we can get this loan, but we don't know the ins and outs of actually what's yes. behind. Um, the people that work in these industries and in and in these roles so it's it's good yeah. to have these conversations and find out and you just you know you take things for granted so how do how do these people know what's you know what the rules and regulations are so yeah. to um and there's career pathways in regards to um to following the your role as yeah. a mortgage broker 
Yeah, absolutely. I think um, if you're someone that's brand new to the business and never never been a bank manager, never really understood loans, you would probably start off working for a mortgage bro uh, broking company or maybe a lender to understand the, the ins and outs of writing loans. Um, start off in admin. I've recently put someone on a year ago and that's how I started Katie learning. Then you can start to do your certificate for and your diploma in mortgage and finance. Um, and that's what Katie's doing now. So it's a bit of a, there's a lot to learn. There really is. But it, for me, it's, um, it, there's a lot to learn, but it's fantastic, you know, and it's really rewarding um, when you do finally get a, a, you know, a loan through and you can make that phone call to your client. Um, but yeah, there's some fantastic career paths. You can either become a mortgage broker, you might want to be in compliance, or you might want to just be in administration and write the loans. You could be the aftercare person that gets to make those wonderful calls and follow up and maintain those relationships. So there's some really good roles in roles, mortgage yeah. broking. And I would like to think that my business is going to grow so I can put all those pieces in and have some really good opportunities for people out there and, and hopefully some women, you know, um, mm -hmm. that were, that maybe are mums and uh, aren't sure what to do going forward. Mm, that's excellent. All right, then we're going to take a little break and listen from listen to one of our show sponsors and we'll be back with you soon. Hey, Glowgetters. Have you heard about Kick-Ass Women? Founded by Joe Sainsbury, Kick-Ass Women is dedicated to empowering and supporting women who are considering a career change into an industry role. Visit our brand new website at www.kickasswomen.com.au or follow Kick-Ass Women on Facebook and LinkedIn today to keep up to date with all things Kick-Ass Women and the incredible opportunities and content we have for you. See you there, Glowgetters. Okay, thanks for tuning back in and we are counting coin and topping up our uh, mortgages with Nikki Burzen of um, Cherry Lending and Finance. Nikki, what aspect of your role do you really love the most? And I think we might have touched on this, but. Yeah, that's easy. Uh, it's making those phone calls to your first home buyers and telling them that they've bought their first time. I reckon every time I make that call, I get a little bit choked up. Um, and I think I'm a little bit more excited than they are when they get the phone call. But it's amazing. Like there's a lot of hard work that goes into writing the loan, but that's absolutely yeah. why you do it. And I can imagine like you play a vital role in making these, you know, people's dreams um, come become a reality and particularly in, you know, their investment strategy rollout. But um, yes, the best bits would be those moments when you see their eyes light up or you hand them, you know, uh, well, you don't actually necessarily hand them the keys to their property, but you more or less hand them the the check to say, here, go go buy it. So no, yeah, that correct. would be an absolute um, wonderful and rewarding feeling. The ability to put someone in that um, better position financially than where they were before, that would be quite humbling, I could only imagine. Yeah, it's amazing. And now, you know, now we've got social media um, and because I follow a, a number of um, female property um, agents here locally and you see their photos um, pop up all the time, the young ones with their first, um, at the front of their first home with the sole sign on. So times have definitely changed where we bought our first home. Um, it was like a big, oh, what have we got ourselves into? Yeah, yeah. No, I think, and that's, you know, that's the thing. It is a big commitment, but if you do all yep. the right things leading up to it, it becomes less stressful and you can manage it a lot better. Yeah. So 
Uh, do you have any specific advice for women when it comes to property investing? You know, what general advice do you think benefits women um, to get into um, investing and securing a future with um, property? Yeah, like it's interesting, and I don't know if it was because of COVID, but I've had quite a few um, separations. So I've had women coming to me, um, I'm my husband, we're separating, I've got this amount of money, I don't know the process of investing or, or buying a property. Um, so really for me, um, the advice, and it's only general advice, obviously, but don't be afraid. You know, this is the this is the thing I think with women in particular, for some reason, it could just be that it's overwhelming. Maybe we haven't really been taught or um, that way when we're growing up. Um, there are a lot of misconceptions out there when it does come to buying property. Um, some of it's around the deposit that you need, um, maybe some of the income that you can use, uh, little, little things like that. So my probably my biggest piece of advice is um, to educate yourself and get the right people around you. So it would be to get a mortgage broker that can give you some advice around borrowing capacity um, and what the what it looks like to, to borrow a certain amount of money, that kind of thing. Um, also get, if you're going to invest, um, then you want to obviously get a good accountant and maybe a financial advisor. If you don't have those people around you, then you you could very well get it wrong. Um, and it's a very big commitment to go into and it's like a very expensive commitment to go into. So if you're going to get it wrong, it's going to cost you a lot of money to get out um, of it. So, but my biggest thing over the years myself has been that I always educate myself along the journey. So even when I was buying my investment properties, I would sit with my accountant and, and ask him why he's advising me to do it this particular way. Now I've got a financial advisor. I say the same thing. Why are you telling me to do that with my properties, that with my business and that with our personal um, funds so that I can really educate myself? I don't, you know, don't just, don't just be told, understand Mm. the process. Mm. And that is education is always key in anything. And the best thing to do is first get educated and just get started so once Correct. you've made the decision to start building a secure financial future for yourself, um, there's no time like the present exactly, but education is key. And don't be afraid to ask the questions. As we always say, there's, you know, there's never a dumb question. So no. if you, you think it's not worthwhile asking, it more than probably most definitely is. But Absolutely. definitely education is always key. So if uh, what can women who want to get started into um property investing um, or pursuing um, a mortgage, how can they, um, how can, we might have probably answered this anyway, how can they, um, is there a lot of leeway for themselves, like, you know, for a sole independent income? And and is is there assistance available for them or does it all depend on their income, income level? Yeah, it's a, that's a bit of a, you know, how long's a piece of string type question yeah. because uh, borrowing money is, is quite, it's complicated. It, it's about income, it's about liabilities, it's about savings, all kinds of things. So um, you, the, my biggest piece of advice, and I think I sort of said this earlier, is that more often than not, people will come to me and think they're so much further away from being able to mm. achieve something. Um, but it's because they've been misinformed about what's actually real. 
So yeah. if, if, they, if someone is wanting or they're planning to buy either investment or their own property, engage a good mortgage broker. They'll tell you how much you need in savings, what your borrowing capacity is. If it's not quite where it needs to be, then they should be giving you feedback as to what you need to change to achieve that. That's what I tell my clients. So um, then they've got a really good understanding of where that line is in the sand and then they can start to plan to get to that next stage. And it's um, it's funny because I, I found a bit of um, research here and it was saying that um, we women tend to have some self-limiting attitudes and beliefs yes. that can get in the way of financial literacy, which I, I do believe that, you know, and better money management and investment choices. And it, um, according to the Financial Literacy Foundation, women report that they find money more stressful, uncomfortable and unfortunately boring, which I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> they're reported to feel more uncomfortable when it comes to taking charge of, the, of their money yes. and their futures, which I think that's such a yes. shame. But, they, you know, there's um, statistics like let's say 52% say that dealing with money is stressful and overwhelming. 42% say that thinking too much about their long-term financial future makes them uncomfortable. 34% yeah. say dealing with money is boring, which I, I can't believe that. But um, 23% say nothing um, they do will make a difference to their financial situation. So that's a bit of, you know, um, stubbornness there, I think, in that one. But you can, um, like anything, you know, the hardest part of getting started is actually getting yourself educated, like you say. You don't know until you find out. So, um Luckily for us, we have women like yourself in that area that can help us out. But uh, yeah, lots of lots of statistics out there in regards to um, there is a lot of self limiting beliefs with women and their financial uh, management, isn't there? Absolutely. And my husband's daughter, who's how old is Now I'm going to get it wrong. Sorry, L, twenty nine, twenty eight. Um, I've been saying to her for years. I remember reading a book when I was younger. A man is not a financial plan. And it's true. You should, and, and it was from, for me, it's more about having your own independence. I'm fiercely mm. independent. So yep. um, I think the roles are almost reversed in our household. But, um, but you know, it's so important for girls to take control, even later on, if they do get married mm. and, they, and they are relying on their husbands, that's fine. But you really need to take control of your own destiny and, and manage it. Otherwise, later on in life it just may may all just not turn out quite so well yes. so yeah exactly yeah. and that's right and in today's in in our world today um financial independence and um security is so much more um relevant and absolutely uh, i think too with you know with women they're um starting families later in life so they they need to be financially secure up until that point where they can have a shared or a joint income and by all means always be financially independent and um and have that little um always have that um backup you know for yourself for any for any uh, any purpose or reason that may come along and they're always very unexpected and they happen at the you know least um Correct. Suspecting times. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, walk us through um, your thoughts on women empowerment in the mortgage brokering sector, the advantages, challenges and opportunities within. Yeah, this is my favourite question. Um, but it's also, it, it's it's a question that I found a bit hard and you'll understand mm. why is um, 
you know, the reason I've always looked at myself as Nikki Burson, not a female working in either a male dominated industry, whether it be finance or firefighting. Um, so, but I also knew when I started out in this industry that it was a very male dominated industry. Um, however, I've had nothing but great experiences in this industry with all the males that I've worked with, um, BDMs that are males. I've got my my mentors that I've had from the beginning from Masters Broker Group are both males. Um, and if it wasn't for them, there is no way known I'd be where I am today. Um, so for me, you know, this is a fantastic um, sector to get into for females. There actually are some wonderful opportunities um, to be had at the moment or, or always really um, in this industry. And I know that um, the MFAA or Mortgage and Finance Association of Australia um, are really focusing on getting more females into the industry. Um, so that, they've got some really good stuff on their website if people do want to start exploring That's what's true. going on out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, there's some great advantages. There's some great opportunities. I would, I did touch on this a little bit earlier. I would say the biggest challenge is if, if a female wants to start their own business, um, it, it is a very tough, there's, you know, it's a long, there's a lot to do. It's long hours. So if you're trying to balance a family and really drive your business, you might find that challenging. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm mm -hmm. just saying that, you know, you have to think about it. If, if a loan's going to settle tomorrow, you can't just go, oh, well, I, I don't feel like working today. You've got to be on the ball to make sure that loan settles. So there are a few challenges, but I'm not saying it's impossible. And there's a lot of you know, network around you to support you. Yeah. And confidence is a challenge. It is with everyone. You know, there's no hiding from the fact that women can struggle with their confidence and um, more easily than what men do, of course. But um, it and it makes women less likely to put themselves out there into those challenging positions because they will, you know, a lot of the time take the easy way out. Won't they? They'll just like, oh, no, that's too hard. I won't pursue a business yeah. of my own. And um, but yeah. with you know, with success comes hard work, comes failure, and comes a lot uh, a lot of learning. So as yeah. you said, you've got to, you've got to put the long hours in, and you've got to put the hard work in. But there is great um, great opportunity and um, potential if you uh, massive are opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Don't it, be scared. That's you know that's what I think is the big the key takeaway there is don't be scared. Um, the only thing limiting you is is you if you don't go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So in your view, why is it important to have a mix of male and female mortgage brokers? And you spoke about mentoring, like I'm a big advocate for mentoring, and particularly even more so to have our male champions, you know, mentoring and advocating for us to be involved in in the industry and in the sectors. Yeah, look, I think as with probably any industry, you know, it's important to have a mix of male and females. We bring different um, strengths to the table. Females, more nurturing. They're probably really good at their time management, all that kind of thing. Men, I don't know, men are really good at the hustle and things like yeah. that. So there's a, if you can have both and you can balance each other out and th there might be males that are, want to work only with a male broker, you don't know. I haven't had that experience yet, but you don't know. And then... There's all these, you know, there's a lot of female clients now that probably are more comfortable with a female broker. So it's, it's just there are a lot of different reasons while having a mix of male and female brokers is a very good thing. It's no different to a lot of industries, I don't think. 
And that's right. And like typically people relate um, themselves, you know, emotions and kindness with females, assertiveness and strength and persuasiveness with males. But it's, yeah, exactly. it's, just, it's what you naturally are attuned to and, and who you feel comfortable, isn't it? It's, it's like a, yeah. a gut instinct. Well, you're not comfortable talking to that person, but you are comfortable talking to this other person sitting at the opposite desk. It's yeah. um, everyone thinks differently, and um, we do. We need um, diversity of um, per- perspectives. Yeah, absolutely. And what about um, do you find a difference, as we said before, like regional versus metropolitan? Is there a different way of thinking there? It's well, well, not that I not that I've come across. Um, I am a metropolitan. Um, I haven't done regional. I, I I don't believe so. Like I do know some um, brokers that are regional. I think the only real difference is the loan sizes because they're you yeah. know the properties are cheaper out there. Um, That's right. They change dramatically around here. One minute you were writing four hundred thousand dollar loans, and the next minute you were writing eight hundred thousand. You know, it, it, that's probably the biggest thing. Um, the policies, the processes, the lenders that they all remain the same. Um, it's just more maybe the volume that you need to turn over to get the same result if you are out in regional. But um, yeah, I know some great regional brokers. They're part of the the uh, mentoring group that I'm part of, and they bring some really good stuff to the table. Yeah. And what about uh, the older older uh, workers in in the industry? Um, like we said before, the change in your workflow and being electronic. Have you found everyone's transitioned into into the new digital work work ethic? Um, okay, um, they still a bit no. old school and wanting to fill out their all their their wads of you know paperwork. When you got a loan, the paperwork was like stacked that yeah. high. I think um, from talking to Andrew, my, one of my mentors, I think there's been a bit of resistance around the changes in processes and the reluctancy to to do that. But you have to. There, there's some of the things, it, there, there, there's no argument around it. You just have to do what you're going to do. I mean, more often than not, if I see something and I think, oh, God, another change, I've got to stop and I've got to do that. But, you know, once it's done, then it just makes things easier. Yeah, that's right. So I think, yes, the older brokers would absolutely be going, oh, gosh, this is a different industry now. But um, And I think some people did eventually leave. They just went, nuts. No, it's yep. all too hard now, especially with all the compliance and stuff like that. Yep. Um, but, you know, it's still a fantastic industry to be in and it can be, you know, really lucrative if you, if you work hard in it. Yeah, that's great. And diversity is important, like we said, when it comes to business. It's widely regarded as a key driver of business growth and one that helps foster creativity and innovation. So it, it does drive better business decision and um, gives companies a greater competitive advantage when you have that um, diversity in there. Yep, absolutely. So what are the top three things mortgage brokering organisations can do to be more inclusive for females, do you think? Yeah, so this is just my opinion. Um, and But I do know there's a lot of work, as I said, going on in the background to definitely drive this. But... Um, to offer flexible working conditions. Uh, you know, if we're talking females with families, maybe they can't work nine to five and maybe they can't come into an office. Look, I, I think that's a no-brainer. I think people are probably already doing that now. Um, I know when I sort of said to Katie, do you want to come work with me? She's got two children, so I don't mind if she comes in late. She doesn't have to ring me to tell me. I know that she's probably off dropping off the kids um, and there's times when she has to leave early. That's fine. 
Katie doesn't come up for air, so I'm not going to question her. <laughs> she just works the whole day. And I say, have you eaten lunch? Um, so, you know, it's it's a good balance. Um, mm. Run programs to make women yep. feel more inclusive. And I touched on this, MFAA is certainly driving in that space. There are other organisations. Look, I, I'm naming the ones that I'm familiar with. There are a lot of fantastic organisations in mortgage broking that are all doing something similar. So um, just start to do the research and I'm sure you'll come across it. Um, and I think, too, don't dismiss a female for a mortgage broking role or an administrative role in your business, even if they don't have a background in finance. That stuff can be taught. Um, I think, you know, females bring such good um, qualities and experience to the table that, you know, so what if they haven't been in this industry? You can teach that stuff. Look at their other other experiences and qualities, yes, and I bet you get someone skills. that's really good. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and that's and that's true. You know, the the underdog is usually the best the best um, prospect um, that you don't realise. You know, the yeah. the ones that don't have the experience but are willing to learn because yep. they have. They have that mindset of that they are willing to learn. They are allowing themselves for growth. So yes, never, never underestimate um, the one that doesn't have the the experience. No, the stuff yeah. that stuff can be taught. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you yeah. know, um, everyone brings unique qualities. Um, so Absolutely. what you might you may not be good in one area, but they may excel in another area, which you know yeah. can definitely make a huge difference to um, to a business. Yep, correct. And it's, it's all about um, multi-skilling, you know. Have yeah. have someone that has great client um, customer relations. They can, you know, they can engage and keep your clients um, in your business. Another one can be, you know, doing the paperwork or the hard yards there. But you have a team that um, collectively comes together to um, to embrace that client and to to get their business and to to keep them, retain them. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And in and uh, another thing that I'm very big um, on it when we include females into the workforce in an in an industry or an area that we don't have a lot of women in there, let's make sure we have and we provide the support networks for them. So as you said, like a mentor, like a sponsor, um, provide them with uh, professional development. You know, keep them interested. If you want to retain your staff, keep them interested in their work and in their jobs. So. Always, um, always have a follow through and um, provide those support networks to them is um, one key thing of my of my um, requirements that I, I think uh, is important for um, organisations to retain staff. Definitely, and particularly yep. the females. Yep, you want them if they if they take time off to for maternity leave or family leave or whatnot. You want them to come back. You want to retain them in your industry. So. Um, keep giving them that um, professional development and support um, to, to help them to come back. Yep. Yep. So, do you have any um, any projects or anything exciting happening um, in your life or in your business ahead of yeah. of business? I do. I um I think I was supposed to be an entrepreneur, or I mean I, I don't really like that word, but um mm. when you look it up in the dictionary, it's what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> but when I um so when I first started my business, Cherry Lending and Finance, I sort of fumbled through setting up as, as a sole trader versus a trust or a company. I fumbled and paid a lot of money with regards to marketing that wasn't necessarily. 
Yeah. So, you know, the mind started ticking over. I was at an event in Fiji prior to COVID. Um, it was called Nurture Her, actually. It was amazing. It was a female sort of event. Um, and I came up with uh, the business. It's a jungle out there. So, you know, when you start your business, it's literally a jungle out there. You don't know who to speak to. You don't know what money to spend or that kind of thing. So I've actually got that business underway in the background, sort of, it's, I mean, these are my side hustles. So I yeah. have to be very careful not to, to sort of move away from cherry lending. So watch this space with that one. And then I came up with another one the other day or a little while ago. Um, girls just want to have fun. So I've registered that. That's in the pipeline. Um, and that's more literally about, women just celebrating you know just having fun whether it's because they're self-employed and they've got their own businesses and they haven't taken a breath for the last five years yeah. or their mums or they're working for someone else and they've had enough so I've got some events planned for that um, and I'll probably start that next year when the next um, Women's International Day is and on in March there. so yeah. Yeah, so, and then I also, I had, a, I've got a bit of an idea of potentially approaching some local high schools to see if I can't get a program in place for young girls coming out of high school to maybe do some work experience at Cherry Lending and Finance. Excellent. And then if they sort of understand and like the business, then we can look to see what, whether it's kind of like maybe a five-year journey for them. Um, and then eventually I can help them start their own businesses in mortgage broking because I've done that Excellent. process myself. So that that's that was excellent. something, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I have got a bit going on. <laughs> mm, sounds like it. And, um, and yeah, to definitely off, offer those outreach services, um, particularly to the, to the high school students, that's an excellent service to, um, to pursue because that's where it all starts and they need much more, um, many more options at school because it's still, it's still very... Um, held back there it's still old school as in with the educators and teachers they send them on the same old direction that yeah. um, you know and as much as we need our skilled trades but um there's lots more opportunities out there and lots more fields and industries to study and to pursue careers in yeah so, well this could be a really good one for young women you know yeah they could be they could have their own business in that's when, right when they're 30 that's, or something yeah. so so did I sort of I just have to work out what the logistics of that look like. But, yeah, um, yeah we'll see how it's it goes. It's a great thought. Yeah, definitely. All right, then, Nikki, thank you very much. It's been a great conversation and we've learned a lot today. So we thank you for your thank time you. and for sharing um, your story with us. And we wish you all the best with Cherry Lending and Finance. And if anyone needs to um, update their, their mortgage or they, they're looking for their first home loan, Talk to Nikki and her team at Cherry Lending and Finance. They're the hardworking people and they will help you get your first property, grow your small business and hopefully retire in style. And they do this <laughs> by getting to know you and sharing their knowledge of the property market and their firsthand experience with the banks and the lending options, as Nikki said. So thanks, Nikki. It's been a great conversation and one that certainly has enlightened us. And we wish you well. And we will put all the links to your uh, website up under our um, show notes and as we said if anyone's wanting to reach out to Nikki check out the links and check out uh, Cherry Lending Finance uh, website thank you Nikki Wonderful. thanks for having me Joe. and we'll chat to you um, probably around six or twelve months down the track we'll find out how how everything's um, progressed and, and where you are in your in your journey then fantastic sounds like a plan thank you hey glow getters 
Did you know that Jo Sainsbury is a published author for her book, High Heels to High Viz, and has been named an Amazon number one bestseller? Telling the story about Jo's transition from the corporate sector into industry, High Heels to High Viz acts as a guide for women who are considering a non-traditional role and career. High Heels to High Viz is available for purchase online at all leading bookstores, including Amazon, Dimex, Waterstones and eBay. Let's see what um, what, what what we can um, come up with there in um, in regards to where our journeys come to um, for the young ones, particularly the younger generation with their first home loans and they have avenues and lots of in, uh, education to find out. Financial security through property investing is a topic that all too often leaves women particularly out of the conversation. However, the importance of future-proofing your assets particularly as a woman, to set yourself up for a stable financial future should be first and foremost a priority. While never being one to shy away from a challenge, Nikki has forged a career out of dispelling misconceptions about the things that women can and cannot do. Although she's long been in control of her own finances and already, as we said, has several um, successful investment properties under her belt, ultimately Nikki is passionate about helping other people, particularly women, do the same. So using Nikki from Cherry uh, Lending and Finance as your mortgage broker, saves your time, guides you through the process and finds the best options from a wide range of lending lenders. So with wealth comes the freedom to live the life we desire on our terms, free from feeling stuck in an unfulfilling job or worrying about how to pay ever-increasing bills. So that's it. I hope you've enjoyed the conversation today. Check out our social media um, sites and our website for any more information. And I look forward to chatting with you all and um, sharing your time next week. It's goodbye from Joe and uh, go on, get your glow on, become a glow getter. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Kick-Ass Radio, where we kick goals and deliver empowering conversations for women. Want to hear more from Kick-Ass Women and Joe Sainsbury? Visit the Kick-Ass Women website or follow Kick-Ass Women on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram. See you on the next episode of Kick-Ass Radio.